Hello and welcome. This is On and Off the Pitch, talking about WSL football and the championship football, also known as FAWC. London's calling. I'm Rodney Cyrus and I'm joined today by two fantastic people, three men talking football. Who would have thought it? I'm joined by Craig from Brummies Blue, let's get that right, and Shahan from Bristol City, Vixen Cast. The guys are here. Three men talking football. Isn't there a kind of rule about that or something? There must be. I mean, with all these men together, I'm surprised you, you didn't call the show Man City. <laughs> That's not even, I don't even know where to go with that. Um, <laughs> greetings to those who are, who are, who have decided to watch us and watch the Champions League football on YouTube. Thank you for joining. Uh, Craig, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Rodney. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm, I'm in good spirits. I'm in good spirits. Uh, Shahan, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Ronnie. And because the show's called London, London's Calling, or London Calling, I decided to wear my Madness show because Madness are famously from London. Right, okay. Well, that, well, that, that I didn't know that. I thought they were from somewhere up north, <laughs> like North London. Uh, London's Calling, you know, a tongue-in-cheek. I, I was looking at the fixtures across the, the, the WSL and the, the Championship, and I saw how well the London teams were doing. The London teams were doing quite well in terms of the, the results, apart from Watford. Let's whisper that, apart from Watford. But, but you know, Tottenham women are doing well. Arsenal women are doing well. Chelsea women are doing well. London City Lion women are doing well. Crystal Palace, they did well. Yeah, you know, not, not Watford, not Watford. You know, so there you go. Um, we are going to talk about the WSL and we're going to also talk about the championship. And because both of you went to games this weekend within the championship, I feel it is only our duty to spend a considerable period of time to showing some love to those championship teams. We don't get enough love. We don't get enough love. So we're going to do that. Um, but before, before we go into the conversation, um, for those who are listening, during the last show, I had a little minor rant about what was accessible on Google in terms of the highlights for the WSL, because you can find highlights for the Premier League and you can find highlights for Serie A. You, you just have to type it in and the, the videos are there. There were two games uh, that had highlights uh, in Google in terms of the wounds fixtures, um, the Chelsea uh, and uh, the Chelsea game, and Brighton and the Manchester United and Birmingham game. So for those fans, you will be tickled pink. You will rejoice at just having to type in your team's names and you will see the highlights of those games on Google. It's on your phone, traveling to work, in the coffee shop, brilliant stuff. Um, so thank you to Sky Sports. You know, I try not to rant too much, but I thank you. It's a little thing, but I'm hoping it will go much further and include all of the other teams in the WSL because it's not just Manchester United fans, it's not just Brighton fans, not just Chelsea fans, it's all of us. Anyway, that's a mini rant. It's a <laughs> it's a mini rant, a mini rant. Look at that! Is that is that someone's in the comments? Or someone's at like hold on a minute. Emma is in the comments. Man City. All right, lad. Well, you that's know. That's, that's... Three men talking football, Emma. I mean, seriously, there is 
I'm sure there is a rule that's not allowed. That's why we're not here next week. <laughs> <laughs> to sprinkle it, sprinkle it, small doses, small doses. Emma, we're going to talk about Manchester City and I feel your pain. I, I felt it was only right for me to give you a period of grief, to you to grieve in your own time. And I will be listening out to the podcast as well. Um, but we are going to start with some championship talk. We are. Uh, Craig, would you be kind enough? Because you went to watch a game this weekend. Where did you go? How, did, how was it? I w- went to see Coventry United taking on Liverpool. Um, I thought, it, I thought it's, it's a ground that I've been to earlier in the season. I went to see when they played Sunderland as well. Um, I've, I quite enjoy it. It's somewhere I haven't been before this season. And it's uh, for a team that were quite uh, highly thought of maybe over the summer after making so many sign signings they still haven't really got going in my opinion but um against Liverpool I didn't think Liverpool were that great they were really finding it difficult to break down Coventry United until the red card which was a last last player back and she kind of just tugs her down and it gives a straight red card and then after that Coventry hung on quite well for a while but then eventually Leanne Kernan scored a great header and then she scored another goal where she took, takes it around the keeper and finishes it well. So Liverpool finally getting the goals, but it, it took it took a lot of work for Liverpool. And I think it seems like they've got a lot more work to do to get to where they want to be. And they might, if they keep dropping points, which they, they obviously didn't this weekend, then they might struggle to get that promotion spot, which they've obviously brought Matt Beard in to try and do. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, mean uh, I don't know about you, Shan, if you actually saw any of this game in terms of the highlights. What do you think about... That, that game did you did you catch it at all um no I, I i wasn't able to watch the game or at least follow the game live because uh it clashed with Bristol City's game on sunday but uh as of yet i've i haven't seen any of the highlights so i haven't got around to watching the uh the championship highlight show in the fa player i'm sorry molly or rose committee if, you, if you're watching um but yeah i did hear about the result and i did hear um yeah the yankee then scored the goal and um cross liverpool now up to third in the table i believe yeah, yeah, they're third in the table. They're third in the table. Um, I, I mean, I, I, from the highlights that I saw, and I started to watch the extended game because you can you you're up, you you can find it on the FA Player. It did look like one way traffic for for Liverpool, and it you know there was so much talk about Coventry at the pre-season in terms of the players that they brought in and. You know, they, you know, Katie Wilkinson, who was who was the, the top scorer the previous season with, with Sheffield United. I, I expected so much more from them in terms of what they would give or what they would offer to the league. And and for them, it's it's not been a great start to the season. Five five games they've played, they've got one point. Um, the goal difference is is in the in the minus region already, and it's they're, they're second from bottom, which is. I would say not hard considering Watford is bottom of the league and, and they they have zero points. So, you know, I don't know what their long-term plan is in terms of the, the personnel that they brought in. I don't know if they, they brought them in and said, you know, we're not expected to win anything in this season and we're going to try and um, consolidate and maybe try in the second year of all of these players coming in as experienced players, um, really good players, but... It, it, for whatever reason, it just isn't working. And it, but it's also an indication that 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 this league is not easy. It, it's it's unforgiving in terms of 
whether you can turn up on the day and get the points that you think that you 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 deserve more than anything. So uh, the red card for me, it, I thought it was justified. You know, she, you know, I, I did think that the defender was spun, got the wrong side. There was no one else there in terms of covering defenders to get back, and it, it was just about uh, it was just about time for Liverpool about whether or not they would be able to wear down that Coventry defence to, to get the points. And, you know, um, for Liverpool, you know, good for them. You know, they continue their march on and, and at the top of the table. They have to keep close contact to those at the top because, you know, teams are playing well. But for Coventry, you know, I, I, the question is, I mean, I have two questions. One, where is it going wrong for them, you know? And, and for the players that have joined, and I, this is me thinking specifically about Kate Wilkinson. Do you have any regrets leaving Sheffield to go to to Coventry and and try, well, whatever the experiment was or what what was sold to you in terms of um, appeal, uh, whether it whether it was worth it, you know, whether it was worth it. But in terms of of a result, it's great for Liverpool. Not fantastic for Coventry, but this season is a long one. Even though it has 12 teams, it is a long one and, and a couple of wins and you can move up the league. I'm just you trying know. to think, uh, Coventry United, of course, their men's team are a non-league side and, of course, they've become fully professional. And you mentioned about uh, Katie Wilkinson. Like, Am I right in thinking she left Sheffield United recently? Or yeah, she, left, she did. She did. Uh, who, yeah. who still aren't fully professional as far as I'm aware. So I don't know no. what finances... Coventry United have, um, but yeah, it, like you, Ronnie, I, I'm quite surprised with the start that Coventry United have, have made to the uh, to the season, considering a lot of like the, the signings or like the hype was mainly around Leb and at least one or two other teams. Mm. Mm. I, I, I mean, you know, Molly Green was at Birmingham. You know, she's there. Kate Wilkinson's there. Charlie Escort, I think, was at London Bees. You know, good player from what I saw of her at the time at London Bees. So they, they brought in a whole host of players uh, for this campaign. They have they have a plan. Clearly, they do have a plan, but whatever it is, it just it just isn't working for them right now. And um, you know, can, like with the WSL. When you don't get the run of results, if you don't, if you get two or three games on the bounce and it's not good, you, you quickly go to the bottom of the pile. And this pile is not a very deep pile. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't take too long to, to go down the league and look and see who's, who's bottom. What's the distance between, you know, teams in the middle of the, the league and, and those at the bottom. And you don't want to be the team that's at the bottom because you're then thinking, right, they're, they're the relegated team. We just need to stay above them, and you don't really want to be in that position. At no, all. I think, I think, I think, in terms of Coventry, they've obviously got players in from Sheffield United, as you mentioned, that were mm. um, because Sheffield United don't want to go full time, and Coventry offered them the professional full time mm. contract. They'd be able to get players like Naomi uh, Hartley, I think her name is, yeah. one of the defenders. Uh, Nat Johnson, I think, is another one from Sheffield United. I think that that's that's going to be a long term project because in terms of when you when you have a team, it's similar to what happen, um, is happening at Birmingham at the moment. You've got a, a massive turnaround of players, and it just takes so much time to gel. Even Everton, Everton have brought in so many mm. new players this year, and it really takes. Look, you can't. There might be really good players, but they have to take time to 
get used to playing with each other. And I think that's the problem with Coventry yeah. this year. They've got, uh, they've they've just got to obviously Watford aren't doing well as you mentioned, and then maybe maybe it is a maybe it is a two year project that they got to get to because it, it's just too much change too soon. I think for them. Yeah, I, I mean, I I, de- I definitely think that they must have had a plan. They must have had an idea that this season may not have gone as as smoothly or swimmingly as they they would have hoped. Uh, and and I suppose you know with most things you 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 learn when you lose. You learn about your character. You learn about your style. Your style of play. You learn about the deficiencies in your team. The areas that need to be developed. Unfortunately, it's a harsh learning period because you know there are points or the lack of points or goals against that that come with that lesson. You know, so it's not as if they're learning it in a in a prolonged preseason. It's it's this is this is real. This is right. Like this is life. So for the fans of Coventry, you know, I I feel kind of not to say sorry for them, but I feel that they must be kind of scratching their head to think what they what they were playing like last season as to what they are now and how that differs and and whether or not it kind of matches up with the fans' expectations of where they would be within the season and how they would push on. And um, yeah, it's difficult, but yeah, for for that game. You know, um, it was a very interesting game, and you made it on time. As well, you made it on yeah, time. just about <laughs> half an hour delay <laughs> on, on at Birmingham Station before I before I got to Coventry, but I, I made it. <laughs> you made it. Well, good for you. And when you messaged me, say, "Am I there?" and I was thinking, I I was struggling to get petrol. I don't even want to go into the whole petrol thing, but it, like seriously, I was in the red. I was considering buying a small donkey to start making my 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 way around London. I think I'd forgotten it was on the FA player, to be fair. That's why I asked, because I thought if it wasn't on there, you'd have to be the game to know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was on the FA player. I must, I must thank the FA player for that, you know, at the very least. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't there. It would have been a long way to go. Uh, you know, <laughs> Shahan, I don't spend I enough time. I don't spend enough time talking about Bristol. Neither do I. That's a lie. (laughs) That's a lie. Tell us what's going on with Bristol. I have my thoughts on that that game. I watched some of the highlights and I started to watch the the extended game that was on the player as well. What was it? Yes. Uh, So I was at the game on Sunday, uh, 3 pm kickoff. And um, I think it it seems to appear that Bristol City streaming all of the home games live for free on the club's YouTube and Facebook pages. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, because, of course, the champ, the FA player only shows, shows one championship game live per week. And, yeah, it was, a, it was a great turnout. Uh, over 400 fans in terms of the Robins High Performance Centre, which is our, uh, the brand-new home for Bristol City women, um, who were to Ryan Park last season, but now decided to come back to Bristol in a much more local venue uh, than... Twerham Park was because that's all the way in Bath, uh, and yeah, it, and of course, it, like many football fixtures across the weekend, it it, the, it was windy and it rained a little bit, then it was sunny and it rained a lot. But um, I was worried that, the, but but because it's a brand new pitch, so like the facility was only open this year. Um, yeah, the pitch was able to stand stand it, and yeah, um, of course, it was a two-one win for Bristol City. Sunderland again, their first loss of the season, which I was surprised. They hadn't lost a game already this season, and of course, that they were top after a few uh, fixtures already. Um, 
yeah, I, th- I think Bristol City yeah, learned some mis- learned from their mistakes that the Mai made in the previous week against Durham, who, uh, who beat Bristol City two 0 and of course Bristol City had Brooke Aspen, the sixteen year old academy product, who's been really who's done really well for Bristol City this season. Uh, yeah, she was like linking up with Satara Murray and all the other players on our defense, and and but um, and that one thing about Bristol City at least since the start of the season is um, we. We haven't had any goals from open play, and our two goals today—not uh, today, not today uh, from Sunday—came from a Melissa Johnson penalty, which was caused by former Bristol City and academy player Grace McCatty appeared to have handled the ball, of course, leading to the penalty. And then a few, literally like a few minutes later in the second half, the captain Amy Palmer scored a forty-yard kick, free kick, which went right over uh, the Sunderland keepers. The Sunderland keeper, um, and apparently, according to the post-match interview she did, apparently she didn't mean it. But I, I think a few people might think she, she might meant it, and don't know whether the wind or, or like might have helped now or not. But yeah, it was a great, fantastic win for us to say now to seven from the table with seven points, which I'm very happy about because uh, this time last year, Bristol City, I don't think it had any points at all, and don't think it even won any games in the WSL. Yeah, I'd say welcome to the championship, but you know. It's... Craig, did you catch any of this on the highlights on the FA player? And, yeah, uh... yeah, I saw, I saw the highlights. The, the first thing that I thought when I saw this game was how soggy the six-yard boxes were. They were so <laughs> the ball barely moved when it got into them. It was ridiculous. Yes. But uh, we obviously saw how much rain that there was at, over, overnight and uh, throughout the day. I'm guessing in Bristol for that one. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I really enjoyed what I, what I saw. I, I, I thought Sunderland, they made, they made a good point on this on the Sunderland podcast yesterday about Sunderland. Because Sunderland got promoted from the National League, not many teams know how they're going to play. So they don't know, they can't really study the study the videos that have been on the FA player from previous seasons. So that's probably why they've been able to catch a few teams out this season. And it was, it was really good to see how, how they got on in Bristol. As, as you mentioned, Shahan, that the Sloan scored a, an open goal. Why do you think that is? Do you, do you think they're just not getting the ball forward enough into position where they can get shots away? Or what, what, what's your take on that? I mean, I think um, compared to previous seasons, like we have more options when it comes to, uh, you know, attacking and, um, you know, sh- and goal opportunities. Of course, like now that Ebony Salmon has gone to, uh, gone to recent move in the, in the, in the NWSL, um, it's now gives. Uh, Abby Harrison, who's one of the few players that were at the club last season to remain uh, with the club now, um, to have more of an opportunity uh, to, to be attacking. And of course, now we're bringing in uh, the club of brought in experience, such as Melissa Johnson, who was at Aston Villa and Sheffield uh, United, among other clubs, and someone Jamat, who um, has already scored a goal for a couple, of go- at least one goal for us this season. I should know. I should remember how many goals she has scored. I think it's two actually. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm quite surprised why. Sorry to answer your question, Craig. I'm yeah, I'm quite surprised like why there hasn't been a goal in, in open play. But I I think it's probably because maybe the, the team still needs more time to like get get sync with each other. I mean, it, and to get all things sorted out. I mean, our defense is is brilliant, and our midfield is, is getting better. But I think it's just like the clinical finishes and like the final thirds just. Yeah, I'm. I don't really know, sorry, <laughs> but I'm open. <laughs> He's asked you've asked him the kind of manager's question. Why aren't you scoring more goals? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I I watched the highlights and then I watched um, sections of the game. 
you know, within the highlights, they said Mel Johnson was was heavily involved um, in the game. And, you know, I, I like her. I felt that she was poorly treated at Aston Villa um, when the season ended and they released her. Um, that's something else we could talk about in terms of WSL teams when we talk about Leicester. Um, and in terms of Bristol scoring from open play, I, I believe it is similar to the commentary thing, is that you brought in new players that, that you need to, to get accustomed to one another. They need to feel, find the rhythm. They need to find out, you know, how players receive the ball, you know, what's their strongest foot, how they do, you know, well in particular conditions, windy conditions as it was on, on, on Sunday during the last game in rain. It was torrential at one point uh, in London. It felt almost biblical, the rain that was coming down. Um, you know, so from what I saw, I would say Bristol have definitely improved from the first game of the season when, when they uh, lost Crystal Palace in their first game away from home. You know, and, and I think the key is to try and if you, if you win your home games and, and, and at the very least you get a draw away from home, you'd be okay. And, and I think with Bristol, I think they probably will be okay. They will score goals from open play. It's, I think it would just take a little bit more time. The question you, you kind of mentioned it, Shahan, a little bit about, you know, whether your midfield is getting better or good enough. That might be the reason why you're not scoring goals from open play. You know, it may be something that Bristol further down the line will look at and think, we don't have enough experience in the middle of the park. I'll be honest, I was quite surprised that um, Amy Palmer was named as, as captain, considering Abby Harrison, you know, has been at the club, you know, for a considerable period of time. And, and for me, during that game at Crystal Palace, she was the most vocal of all of the Bristol players in terms of when things were going wrong, you could hear her. But, you know, great for Bristol City to get three points, Definitely to, to, to beat Sunderland, who have played some brilliant football this season. I've seen them play against you know, Crystal Palace. They played some, they're a very difficult team to beat. So to get to get the points over them is great, you know. But, you know, this Sunderland team are not going to go away. They're, they're there and thereabouts in the league. They'll, they'll cause teams troubles. Bristol would be very good. The one thing I'll say about the Amy Palmer goal, she, I know you said that she... She said she didn't mean it. I mean, I I have to be honest, I actually thought it was a scene from The Wizard of Oz because I thought that ball went up with the balloon with Dorothy. It, it went, it, uh, the camera, it, you didn't even see it in shot. It was that high. So I don't know what that was. I don't know if that was a shot. It looked, almost looked like a rugby league conversion and it just came down over the goalkeeper's head. But you take the points. Yep, indeed. And yeah, indeed, we uh, take all the points like that. And as you're saying about uh, Abby House and not being named club captain, yeah, I completely agree. Like, um, of all the games I've been to, like, I, I, I believe, yeah, Abby House and she's a lot more vocal and more than 10 players were to go. And I'm, I don't think I've seen Amy Palmer do that as much. But, um, but I think, if I recall, I think, I think the, both players joined the club around the same time. I, I believe, but then Amy went off to Man United, won a championship with them, and of course went out to Sheffield United and got released by United, and then came back to Bristol. Whereas uh, Abby Housen has been, yeah, the club for like, I think she's now like, yeah, a few years now. And I think it's either her or Flo Allen who are like the long, the longest seven player or players mm. at the club. Yeah, definitely. Well, look, before we carry on, I've got this thing now. I've got a little short breaks, which is 
bit of a glitchy thing, but you'll get with it. Um, mm. After that, we'll talk about um, Durham and Lewis. And I want to get both of you thoughts on whether or not Durham can make it in the WSL if they come up. Back after this. I told you it was a short break. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Durham uh, hosted the uh, very difficult to beat Lewis, but they took all the points by winning two goals to nil. Durham are semi-pro. Uh, they, they're not attached to a Premier League club. They're not attached to a Championship club in the men's the, in the men's world of football. Um, what would, what would it be like if they were promoted to the WSL? What would it be I mean, like? I, f I think it would be amazing. But then I think, as we've seen with fairly recent uh, seasons with d promoted teams to the WSL, there will be like some struggle. And I think, I, I don't know whether Durham, unless some major investment or changes happen at the club, if, um, I think probably will have like a, a welcome or a, a hush reality check if it were to compete with the likes of like Arsenal or Chelsea. Um, no offense to any dumb uh, fans who are watching, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Like, I mean, I don't want to use a pun, but yeah, they've always been like, been like the bridesmaid and, and never the bride. They're never, yeah, so, so never reached like the top. Well, oh, will these get promoted? But yeah, I think they're, I think they're getting better every year. And I know dumb from, from the last few years, like, Whenever they play Bristol City before the season, whether it be in cup games or etc., mm. like they've always been really tough opposition. Yeah, I, th um, I, th I think I think. <clears throat> sorry, go on. Go, I was going to ask I, you, Craig. Anyway, that's all right. No problem. Um, I think in terms of as as Shahan says, in recent years they've been there or thereabouts, and I think they're running out of teams who are better than them who will get up promoted. You had Leicester City, Aston Villa. I think Durham could do it this year, and I think no one will want to go to Maiden Castle. They do not. They're such a physical team, but they're, they've got skill on the ball. They've got the ability to pass as well. And I think no one will want to play the likes of Durham next season if they get promoted. You've got links with, I think it's the University of Northumbria that they have recently. They've um, started forming that as well. Tied to bonds to get more um, um, advancement from the younger years as well. And I think Durham are a team who consistently play well. I think... I think it was last last season that they only lost a few games towards the end of the season. They'd won pretty much every game up until the last like four or five matches, and they tailed away. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think with the way that other teams are dropping points, Durham have lost a game this season, but they've only lost one out of five, and they've won the other four. I think they don't concede many goals, and they've got the likes of Bridget Galloway from Sunderland, who is a very good striker. And I think if if they get the opportunity, I think they'll do it this year, and I think people will back them to at least financially for at least one season in the WSL. Yeah. I I've seen them play, you know, since watching a championship for the last couple of years. I've always been impressed with them. Always been impressed. You are right. They're a very physical team. They and they say very physical. They, they are difficult to beat. They are they they do man to man marking very well. Individual battles is what they they are designed for. They they don't allow teams to play unless those teams can match them, um, you know, in terms of physique and, and pace. Um, but they will, you know, impose themselves on the opposition uh, from the get-go. Uh, what I will say in terms of the game that they played against Lewis, that they were very dominant in the first 45, but Lewis 
Lewis kind of came back into it into, into the second half and, and kept the the goal count down to only two. Uh, you know, did you? I mean, did you, any either of you catch any of the highlights? Yeah, I, I, the the, um, the shot from Beth Heppel that smashed against the bar from distance that was amazing. I, I, I she she's she's a bit like a Frank Lampard or Gerrard sort of midfielder because she scores so many goals for Durham, given that she plays in central central of the park. It's yeah. it's fantastic, and I'm surprised no one has signed her before now for the WSL. I, I mean, if you were to go back and look at the the results for Durham last season, her name was regularly. <laughs> Within the goals, it was like Beth Heppel, Beth Heppel. Week after week, it'd be Beth Heppel, Beth Heppel. And you're just thinking, there's a consistency. But what I would say, you know, who's to say that some clubs haven't looked at her? There may be some clubs who who have a very good knack of keeping hold of players. And some players don't want to move away from particular areas. They're happy where they are. You know, I know when I did an interview with some of the players that played for Norwich women, you know, they love that area. They don't want to, they don't, they don't want to, I know that Amy Palmer is originally from that part of the world, Lauren Hemp as well. But I mean, that part of the world is always like Norwich is like a very good footballing section. Durham have probably got a very good footballing section and, and it may be that Beth Heppel is like, I don't want to leave this area. I want to stay here. My family's here. I'll be with Durham. So it, it may be that we see Beth Heppel in the WSL with Durham and, you know, I like all of the teams in the W and the WSL, the championship, because you just never know who's going to be victorious on the day. Every team is extremely difficult to beat, you know. And um, Shahan will see, see this firsthand when, you know, as much as he's going to shout for for Bristol, the opponents will be difficult. You know, there's no gimmies in in this in this league in the championship. It is very very tough, um, but it will be interesting and and. You know, from the game, I know that Lewis will be very upset that they, they didn't get a goal. They'll be very upset that they conceded from a corner, you know, because um, because they, they're very, very well organised at the back. And they're probably going to be very upset that they didn't pose more of a, 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 a threat to, to Durham's goal. Um, but overall, Durham, you know, deserve the points and deserve to be, you know, on top of the table. You know, they've lost once. Um, three games on the bounce with with um, a win and, and you know they have 12 points but the league is so close I mean all the way down in seventh you say Bristol have got seven points and Durham have got 12 I mean it's like you do, you're talking about two or three wins and then you're back in the top three it's it's it is a really really difficult league to be in and and, and, and at any point if one team slips up once, and the rest kind of like build momentum, then you, you, you find yourself falling away as if you're one of those SAS who dares wins weeks with big rules and all of the game. I think we should do that. They said, no, I wouldn't do it. I'd stay at home. Shahan can do it. I mean, if I'm the only one there, then yeah, I'll win by default. <laughs> <laughs> just that anyone there all right so quickly run through some of the you know there were i mean london's calling i said that crystal palace i really i really like what crystal palace are doing at the moment oh listen uh, uh they, they are a tough team again they they you know um bianca please forgive me if she's listening to this yeah it helps up uh bianca forgive me 
poor image, wrong image. Um, anyway, Wilson on the left. I mean, they've got a really good setup of players. They've got a really good setup. They're very compact. They know what they're doing. They had a game plan. They probably should have won. Yeah, their game plan was basically, we're not losing this game. And, you know, they brought the fight to Liverpool. They, they, they didn't make it. They didn't make it easy. Not Liverpool. Was it Liverpool? It was Sheffield Liverpool. United. Sheffield United. Sorry, mm. probably. Um, I think, I'm thinking about the previous week. Yeah. Um, they they played at home and against Sheffield United. Who Sheffield United, would, I would say, I saw them play there last year. And they really did have a really comfortable game, obviously with Katie Wilkinson and um, Kuzak in midfield running the game for them. Um, but this Crystal Palace team, I mean, the league in itself tells you so many different stories, will give anyone a game. They gave Bristol a game. So, Shahan. Hmm? Oh, yeah, He's muted me. Shahan, <laughs> <laughs> are you watching The uh, Zone by any chance, the football? Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was so, going to be on tonight, so I'm focusing all my attention to you guys. So yeah, I'm I'm really, I'm I'm really impressed with what I've seen with Crystal Palace so far. They'll probably be upset that they didn't get the points, um, but it was extremely difficult conditions, and I mean the wind, the rain. <sighs> I'm so glad I was I was watching that from home. So glad. Sorry, Craig, you were going to say about Crystal Palace. No, I was just saying, I was just saying there were so many goal mile scrambles that um, Sheffield United had to clear away that they could have gone in the net. And I'd, I, for a team that are highly ranked, um, Sheffield United this year, and you expect them to be there or thereabouts themselves, I think that the fact that Crystal Palace competed and could have probably won it shows mm. how far they've come as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, from what I saw, there was great link-up play for you know, Sweetman Kirk and, and uh, Jessica Clark. Um, but they, they, they've got one player, Sheffield United, got one player that's missing, and I think it's Rima Lord-Mears, and I saw her play last year. Um, very talented, you know, graceful on the ball, glides across the pitch. Um, I believe there's a she's got a, an illness at the moment, which is, is keeping her away from, from, from football. But, you know, they're a good footballing unit. So from Crystal Palace's point of view, to get a point against Sheffield United, who are in the top three, um, is, is really, really good. And, you know, Sheffield United will be disappointed that they didn't take a point or all three points. And Crystal Palace will probably be feeling the same. But, you know, a point at this stage of the season, you know, from, from, it depended on where you are in the league. If you're in the top half, you're thinking, you know, it's not too bad. But if you're, you know, mid-table and below, you're, you're kind of kicking yourself and thinking we need more points to move away from the bottom two or three, bottom two or three teams, especially the teams, like I say, Coventry United have only got one point. You know, Crystal Palace have only got five points. Blackburn have got only got six points. Bristol City got seven. So, you know, it only takes Coventry United to win two games and then they could be mid-table. So it is a really tight, tight league. Really um, tight league. There's one, th one thing I want to mention, which I don't know if it's been mentioned on the show before uh, by any previous guests or by other people you may know or have heard from, but considering like there's at least a couple of teams in the Championship whose male counterparts are in the Premier League, 
are you surprised that the um like for example Crystal Palace and well up until recently Sheffield United whose men's team won the Premier League uh, you, would you say it was surprising that those teams aren't professional whereas if you look at Watford now for now whose men's teams in the Premier League or do you think that that's another issue altogether I think it's more than one issue I think the whole issue about funding and um, gate receipts and sponsorship from corporate companies is is one of the are some of the the factors as to why those teams are professional but also what do the players want you know what what is a full-time professional contract in terms of an annual wage do we know does anyone know if it's if 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 a club is saying to a player in the women's game we're going to give you twenty-eight thousand pounds a year to play football full-time is that enough for you to pay your rent or your mortgage, or you know, to drive in London, find petrol if you you know find petrol, um, you know all of the things that you, it, it costs for you to live when you can play football semi-pro and then go and work and earn close to that salary working somewhere else part time. It, it you know financially it might be you know more beneficial for for women in the in, in in the football world to to have that flexibility you know what what you really want is for the annual salary of a of a, of a professional footballer to be above thirty thousand pounds a year thirty five thousand pounds a year that's that's what you would want if they're a professional if that's what you know but our clubs built to 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 provide that, you know, at the moment, I, I honestly couldn't say. I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Craig? Uh, I think I think you can have issues even in professional clubs. You've obviously Liverpool in recent years. They've, they've they are professional in name, but they've had issues off the pitch. Birmingham City as well. They're professional, but they've had problems. I don't think necessarily uh, it's it's a good or a bad thing to be part time. You obviously you got Sheffield United this year. Who have got Sophie Bradley Auckland, who was at Liverpool last year. She she wants to be part time, and that's why they've been managed to get her at Sheffield United. So mm. I think there'll always be positives to both situations, part time and full time. But it just depends on if 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 it's financial that you want to go for, or, or it's to to push yourself to see how far you can go in football. Yeah, we've got we've got a comment quickly from um, Amir. He's corrected me on the weather. He says there was only twenty minutes bad weather at Palace. The rest of the time it was fine. Well. Amir, thank you for the comment. Uh, you know, I've got a question for you. Where will the where will Palace finish in the in the season? Um, but I will say, while I was watching it on the FA Player, that rain, whoever was operating the camera, the cameraman really did make something of wiping away the rain from the screen. He it, 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 it made it almost like a, a small movie in itself because it looked artistic. His hand came round with the cloth, and it was really, really slow, which. Which then begs the question: Why is it only one camera? I don't understand. I mean that that happened at Bristol City's game on Sunday because um I, I watched the stream back um mainly because I was curious to see how the songs myself and DM and that from the Vixen cast as well as other fans would come out <laughs> during during the game. But yeah, there was one instance where the cameraman just literally did what you said there, Rodney, but just rather than be very slow, just just got over and done with, and. Uh, but yeah, it was like, and I don't know about either of you, but I was at two games yeah. uh, this weekend. Uh, so on Sunday, you've seen the City Women, the Sunday, and then 
on Saturday. I was at Peterborough watching City men play there. And yeah, yeah both were awful, horrific weather uh, conditions. I'm quite surprised, like, yeah, both games weren't called off for any other game. I'm surprised any other game wasn't called off as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, but I just want to go back to something you saying before about the championship as, you know, being part-time and full-time. I remember a few years ago when Ella Rutherford, of course, former Bristol Sea player, um, went to first join Charlton or they start playing the championship. Uh, she talked about being part-time because I think mm-hmm. the club she was at, at the time, like Chris Palace and Leicester on loan. Oh, Leicester, who were part-time at the time. But, and then she went to Charlton last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked about, yeah, being part-time to fix more on the schedule and other things but then now charlton have gone full time yeah and she's now professional at charlton so <laughs> show me the money yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is it's showing me it's showing me the money um i'm, I'm really look at we talked about so much championship Craig. we've hardly talked about wsl it's been long overdue we, 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 we're saving emma from herself we're i less know we are about i know i know and before we go and talk about wsl i must i must i must mention um another fixture, which was the, the Blackburn Rovers, London City Lionesses. London City Lionesses won by two goals to one. If you have not seen the Saffron Jordan goal on Twitter, go to Blackburn Rovers' Twitter account and look for it. Absolutely oh rocket. my <laughs> Great God. goal. I'm no, telling I, 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 I you, seen <laughs> that is disgusting, Saffron. That is dis- That should not be allowed. Uh, you know, London City Linus is to take the three points, but that goalkeeper must be having nightmares about conceding because that I it's only when they showed the slow motion could you see the ball. That ball was like a bullet. Wow. So, this is this is the football that we can see in the championship. If they're scoring goals like that, don't get me wrong, um, Shahan. I like Amy Palmer's goal, but it's not Saffron Jordan's goal. It's the best yeah. league. It's the best league in England. <laughs> Boomerang goals and bullets. That's what we've got. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we Shall we go and... I, I tell you what, we're going to talk about... I've got to do this whole little intro thing. Bear with me. It's just different. After the break, we're going to talk about the WSL and um, what's going on in Manchester. What's going on? Yeah, this changed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's, <going on? laughs> What's going on in Manchester? WSL. Um, I don't even know where to start with. with I, sh- I should have. I should be more prepared, and I would have had um, the bubble machine to play. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't, honestly, for, for Ali's the, benefit. The... For Ali's benefit. Listen, the WSL was on fire this weekend. There were goals galore. As I've said, we called it London's calling this podcast pod chat and title it was the london teams are having a fantastic time in women's football but not the manchester well one particular manchester club is okay but my gosh my gosh it's just it's just not good it's just we have to start with manchester city we have to we have to i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry craig do you want to start uh, how, how is Gareth Taylor still there? <laughs> it's, 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 it's where I would start. I, I, yeah. 
I, I, I just think some of the decisions he's making recently is mystifying. You've got Ruby Mace, who played almost the whole season for Birmingham City last year as a centre-back on the bench, and he's deciding, no, Jill Scott, a centre midfielder, will be better, better, better person to pick to play in the back, back line when you're struggling. It, it, it's, it's weird. It's, it's not... It, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kadisha Shaw on the bench as well when she's when she's scoring goals for fun last season and she's and Ellen White who hasn't had the best of seasons again so far but she, I don't know it's, it's it's there's decisions that he's making I just don't trust in what he's doing at the moment. No, no, Shahan. Um, well, for last week, for yeah, for, so for the Man City West Ham fixture, or is the Ali Emma Derby as I, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I mean, first of all, I think we have to give credit to, credit to West Ham. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the media seems to focus on Man City doing badly as opposed to West Ham doing well. Uh, but yeah, I think West Ham really took took it to uh, to Man City, and of course, the first, the goal from I've set myself up here. Uh, the player whose name I still can't pronounce. Brynja Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other goal as well. Um, but yeah, I think West Ham are in a lot better position than they are now than they were for most of last season. But yeah, going back to Man City, like I think I remember you saying, I think it was your tweet, Craig. You sh- you shared something last week. During Probably their, it was during the only win of the season uh, in, the, in the FA Cup against Leicester, where um, due to the injury crisis, I think Gareth Taylor was asked about bringing in academy players, and then apparently Gareth responded mm. by saying he didn't. They're want not to good do enough. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what kind of message? Well, yeah, as you said, Craig, what message does that send out to any academy player? You know, not having the confidence from the uh, head coach. Manager, but yeah, not no, no, yeah. Not only that is you, they brought in Jane Ludlow to run the academy. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. former, former Wales manager, she must be thinking, what is he saying? What that 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 values her um, input terribly. If you like saying you you've, you you haven't done anything worth bringing in, I don't know. Carry on, Sean. I interrupted you. Apologies. Oh, no, I, I think I think Gav was trying to inadvertently try to get Jane back on the commentary because, of course, uh, now that she's joined Man City, like she doesn't do the commentary anymore. Uh, she'll have his job if he's not careful well I, I, mean, I don't just... think I don't think there are many Manchester City fans that would be averse to that that decision happening I, I honestly don't I mean from from a from a London point of view um I'm I'm baffled by some of the decisions you're right Craig you know they play in the week they score a hat full of goals your star you know, summer signing scores a hat trick and then they're on the bench. You know, um, the, the way the team set up, I don't actually understand how they expect Ellen White to score the goals that she scores or wants to score if they don't have the wing play. The team is too slow going forward. They don't have the personnel in midfield to run with the ball. You know, they 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 are they're easy to get out. They they don't a lot of their passes are sideways and backwards. You know, and, and it goes to show how much they miss Chloe Kelly this season. Lauren Hemp is young. She can't do it all on her own. It's impossible, you know. And then you've got, you know, you say Ruby May sitting on the bench, probably doing Sudoku, wondering when I'm getting on. Khadija saw thinking, oh, I could have gone to another team. It's, it's a joke. The only reason he's still in the job is that they, I, I honestly think the hierarchy don't know what to do above him they're probably thinking we haven't got a clue because if we get rid of him now 
who do we bring in? And whoever comes in now has to come in with their own ethos. Their own, you, you're not going to ask someone to come in and tie their hands and say, um, uh, just carry on with the project until the end of the season and then you can do your own thing. It won't work because what you have is disaffected players. Then you have a core group of players that have been there a long time that probably think they know better than the manager. So whoever comes in has to be given the keys to say you can unlock every cupboard in this room and do whatever and whatever's in there that you don't think fits can get can go because if they don't sort it out soon i don't even think they'll be in the top four that's no, the, it's, I, I don't i mean it, is, is it is, is it too early to talk about a possible relegation battle no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> nothing's too early <laughs> They're probably already safe now on the amount of points they've got, to be fair. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they're obviously out of the title race, but yeah, I feel bad that they're already out of the Champions League and you have players like Vicky Lasada, of course, won the Champions League with Barcelona last season. And now she's not. Like, really listen, she's probably calling um, Dal Campa and asking her, who was your agent? How did you get out of your contract? I, th- I think if you go out of the Champions League before the group stages, you- you're allowed to play for another team. So maybe in, in January, <laughs> look at looking around. <laughs> but right, uh... like, listen, you know what? She's probably trying to do the the um, who was it that was at Villa and now is at Aston um, Arsenal. What's her name? Yamabuchi. Yeah, Yamabuchi. Yeah, you probably look at Yamabuchi. She- Yamabuchi probably thought, "What am I doing at Aston Villa? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing at Aston Villa?" Um, God, Emma is in the comments. I'll get you in. Emma says, can't trust the process. Spot on. Happy to give him time, but time is running out. Pressure is mounting and it's beginning to translate through the players. I, I wouldn't say it's beginning to translate through the players. I think the players are transmitting everything on their performance because I don't look at, I look at that team and I think this is not the team that challenged Chelsea last year. This is not the team. It's not. Um, just don't understand. Um, and we've got another comment. There it is. And it says, "Don't forget that there is a backroom staff that remained after Cushing left." <sighs> I feel for you, but you know, as as Craig says, and, and um, China said, it wasn't just about Man City not doing well. Um, West Ham did what they needed to do. I think in total, uh, from the stats, and let me double check, it said Manchester City had seven shots on target with 73% of possession. West Ham had five shots on target with 27% possession. So it's about what you do with the possession. So you can, it's like watching a cat play with a mouse and it just flicks it around. Unless you kill it, it's going to come back or it's going to run away. West Ham did what they needed to do. They got the points. They're feeling happy. And, you know, they they would have left Manchester feeling a lot happier than many of the teams that have travelled up to Manchester to play Manchester City of, of, of recent. But, um, but yeah, not, not good for Manchester City. Absolutely fantastic for West Ham. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think, um, I think West Ham are like, um, they're a bit like the Reading or Birmingham City of old this year. They've oh. got, they're very, they're very hardworking team. And I think that'll keep them up. I think comfortably mid sort of table this season. I think that there there's a gap in the in the te- in the in the league for a team like that, a very hard working team who gets gets stuck in and will will catch teams on the break. And you got Claudia Walker, who's obviously done that for Birmingham City last season as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good stuff for them. Um, I mean, just looking through the results. I mean, I'm just going to go through and, and and say the 
to, to you guys now. I mean, Chelsea winning by three goals to one, you know, Chelsea playing in second gear. Uh, for those who want to see the highlights, if you type in, if you go to WSL table and look, you'll see the Chelsea-Brighton uh, game. Uh, Aston Villa um, putting up a Sterling defence, but losing 4-0 mm. against Arsenal. We talked about Manchester City. Leicester versus Tottenham. Tottenham winning by two goals to nil. Reading losing three goals to nil and Birmingham losing two goals to nil. Um, out of all of those games, there, there were two that stood out for me. Um, the Leicester-Tottenham game and the Reading-Everton game. Um, and and the, one for, the reason for Leicester-Tottenham is that Leicester, so much was said about them in the Championship and the way they played football and, and I mentioned it earlier when I, I kind of meant, like hinted or mentioned Mel Johnson and, and Aston Villa. You have a good team and you start to dismantle it and you don't use the players that got you promoted. And then you go to the WSL and you bring in new players and then it's just not worked. Just not yeah, worked. A lot, a lot of them were like WSL quality players, but they haven't really played together and it's, and it's showing that they're not really gelling as a team. And I think... When I saw them against Aston Villa on the opening day, I think it was the opening day, earlier in the season anyway, uh, Gemma Perfield, a signing who Shahan will know quite well, she she was probably one of their better players. And uh, mm. I, I, I just think you, you can look at the stats from this game and Tottenham had 22 shots to Leicester's three and yeah. Leicester didn't even have one on target. It, it's just, they're just not doing enough. And, it's, and, it, and then they put, I think it was Natasha Flint started on the bench, obviously someone who's had a really good season last year for Leicester City, which is, which is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and you mentioned about Gemma Perfield there. Like, um, it's a joke that I made on the previous episode of the Vixen cast when we talked about her leaving for Leicester. Like, the fact that she was a Bristol last season who got relegated, and the season before she was a Liverpool who also got relegated. Uh, and the joke was, I'm not saying she's a bad luck omen, but would it be unfortunate if she goes to another team who have yet who could pretty much face yet another relegation battle in the WSL that season? Yeah, do you know what? Right, I'm going to say this. You got Perfield, yeah, and you got McManus. Those two players know about letting in goals. They they are what I call shot shy. They are traumatized. They are, they are. When you have defenders in your team, right, that don't that don't stop goals going in consistently, it tells. And I'm sorry, I feel for Leicester, but they're in a lot of pain right now. They, it could be a very, very uncomfortable. I mean, if they survive, then they're, they're done fantastic. But you, you're right, Craig, you know, they had, I mean, how can you have Natasha Flynn on, on the bench? When, again, you looked at the fixtures last season, every other week her name was in the goals. Charlie Devlin. I mean, Paige Bailey Gale. I mean, seriously? You have Paige Bailey Gale on the bench? Come on, man. I don't care what. Honestly, those three players were tearing up the championship last season, terrorizing people. Don't get it. Just don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. And I, 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 I. You know, the manager says, you know, they've got to be, you know, gain more confidence or more streetwise. You've got to play your best team. 
doesn't matter whether you brought in Sigsworth for Manchester United. Man United were using her as sub. She wasn't even getting game time. Doesn't matter. McManus was at Spurs. They were conceding goals like a, a you know, a sieve holds water. They weren't doing anything last season. You got players from teams that were struggling. Keep your core base. And the players that have come in, they have to match the standard that you you kind of sustained in your championship season. But the Leicester team had fight. I've no idea what's going on with this current team. I haven't got a clue. I mean, I just want to say one thing about Leicester, especially from last season, I just, just want to say Leicester, uh, thanks to Leicester for not renewing Leah Cataldo's contract because she's joined Bristol City since then and she's doing wonderful things with, with the team here. But yeah, but that's back to the Debbie South now, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's fine. Out. That's fine. Um, the, the other fixed are kind of like like Reading. They, they, they worry me this year because... They, Reading they, are the they, new Bristol. I'm sorry. I, do, I don't know what's happened to Reading. That they slowly, slowly they were they're a very aging squad, and then suddenly some of them left the the team. Obviously, Farrah Williams had to retire. Well, she chose to retire. She didn't have to. She probably could have played yeah. them for five years, knowing her. She's a very, very talented player still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, they brought in Natasha Dowie. She's obviously taking time to adjust back to being in the WSL. But they haven't scored a goal yet this season, and they don't look yeah. like scoring a goal. And it's and it's it's giving me hope for Birmingham City that Reading are so terrible at the moment. Oh, listen. They're, they're another team. They've got in their in their defence Gemma Evans, and I don't even know if she's meant to play in defence. I always thought that when she was at Spurs, she played in midfield. I thought she was pretty good for Bristol last year. Or, 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 was, it or, it was it last year? Was it Bristol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. yeah. yeah was, she defend, was she in defence or midfield? She, she's a defender, I believe, and. And of course, I made the joke again on the Vixen cast about how she's yeah. joined Reading because she's um, every Welsh player that seems to be at Bristol City or Bristol Academy seems to end up at Reading at some point in their career. Yeah, well, Bristol, um, uh, Shahan, Bristol are in the championship because they conceded goals. That's yeah. all I'm going to say to Reading and Leicester. When you bring in players that are traumatised from heavy defeats, they need therapy. Before you put them in your central, in your in your centre back period, I will say I mean, that. Sorry, sorry, Shahan. I, I will say Faye Bryson was really good for Reading this week, even though they didn't score. I think if you put a further up the field, that maybe counteract the the defensive. Um, uh, what do you call it? Frailties. <laughs> um, yeah, frailties maybe. I mean, Gemma Evans and Faye Bryson, they're, they're two very good players, and they do deserve to be playing in the WSL. So I, I it was, I, I wasn't surprised to see them join. Reading, but yeah, I know in, in last season, I know Craig, you can make the joke about Reading being hot and cold. Um, they were the taps last season, now they're yeah, just yeah. the cold, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're just, just they're cold. just an ice, ice, icy. <laughs> it's just you a... know, their goal difference is minus 10, Birmingham's is minus 10, Leicester's is minus nine. You know, it's it, I, I look at those bottom teams and I think so. All it takes for one team to get two games win and you just pull away from the bottom, but Reading really concerned me really concerned me and and you know you know for me when when i i saw that daniel carter left reading to join brighton i knew that brighton would become more of a force they'd, they'd have something much more about them going forward in terms of goal threat but i didn't realize that reading would drop off the pace in terms of actually being a force within the league where you you, you might see them put up a performance and get a result 
it just seems there's almost as if they I don't know. Do you think Redding need a change in management or a change in head coach? Because <sighs> Kelly James has been there for quite a few years now. That, do you know what? That's something that I hadn't even considered. I'll really be honest with you. Um, and and I, 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 I'm not even in the position to say yes. You know, that's something for Reading fans to, to say. And, and it, I, I honestly don't even think they would say that. You know, there's quality in the team. You just don't expect them to. See, you just don't expect to see them at the bottom of the league. You just don't. Mm. Just don't. You don't. You don't. Um, gosh, we've been talking for over an hour, gentlemen. I realise it's nearly time for Bake Off. One of us has to go. Well, are you, are you? Well, what? Is, when are you going to be on the show? Sorry? I don't watch it. I don't watch the show, so I, I... I'd, I'd, I'd love to be the, the taste tester on the show. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> so you, you see, you you know who's actually going to watch Bake Off. You know who's going to watch Bake Off. Well, look. Um, before we run off, and um, I mean, is there anything that you guys want to to actually say? Because I've got a little a little rant, a minor rant, and I, I don't want it to 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 sour everything. But we've had a really good conversation. I've got a little thing to say. I mean, there's one thing I do want to say. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but, but I just want to say, um, before you do your rant, Ronnie, I just want to say, I hope it works because I think Google might have listened to your rant last week and added the highlights to the, uh, to their pages. So on behalf of all women's football fans, thank you, Ronnie, for making Google listen. Hopefully, if you tell them to pay more of their tax, definitely they'll do that as well. But anyway, <laughs> the thing I was going to say was the women's football show on BBC, on BBC One this season. Um, I yeah. know Craig and a few other people have said things about it as well. And of course, the show's like, had a bit of a different setup, I think. They're now in the studio whenever there's a Sunday night game. Um, and like the theme music is different, and like they have slightly more coverage of the championship. But one thing I have noticed, which I don't know if you noticed as well, Craig, is whenever they show player or manager interviews from a game that's been broadcast on Sky Sport on Sky Sports, I mean I can tell, I don't know if anyone else can, but the camera is zoomed in to crop the Sky Sports microphone. Although you could <laughs> clearly tell by the backdrop of the advertising boards. It still has the Sky Sports logos on it. So I have no idea why they do that on the Royals football show to cover the Sky Sports logo from the microphone. Because I think it's a bit selfish in my opinion, especially if the Sky Sports logo is literally appearing in any way. Just add, must have just had blurs or, or something, but yeah. It might be a licensing issue, but I, 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 I've stopped watching the women's football show. I've, I've given up on the, the quality of that show. But it, maybe it'll get better, but I, I just watch the highlights on the FA Player or on Sky Sports app now because... I just, I just don't care for 20 minutes on one team, another 10 minutes on another team, and then like five minutes for the rest of the teams in the league. Yeah. It's just just not as good. But uh, what I was what I was going to say before before I let Rodney unleash his unleash his thoughts is I've heard a lot of podcasts talk about Birmingham City a dead set going on going to get relegated this season, and from what I saw, we might we might get relegated still. But I've I've enjoyed what I've saw this season, and I think we're not. Uh, dead set going down i think there's more more chance that we've we've got more hope than i maybe would have thought in the, earlier in the summer so i mean is it bad that uh Birmingham have more quins than wins <laughs> so yeah. i i, I can Qu- Qu- quins are the best players what's it like to say andrews watching the uh, Birmingham women play there I wouldn't know. I haven't been yet, but oh, wow. you, you can. You can <laughs> uh, I, I, I have. I have seen them play a couple. Like they, they used. They used to play one game a season at St Andrews, and I think it's a bit. 
the atmosphere isn't it just isn't there given that yeah. you're not going to i think they've opened up they open up like maybe one or two of the like areas they don't open up most of it because you're just not going to get them in realistically compared to sully or moors and i think a lot of the, the 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 hardcore fans didn't like the move and even some have gone to support lower league teams because of it but i think I think you will grow the fans naturally because of that. And I think the team will become better playing on a bigger pitch more because they're playing more regularly on it. But I think for the players, it's better. But for the fans, it's probably not. Okay. That's Thanks. good. Thanks, Craig. What I'm going to say, I, I, right, my it's not a rant. It's just kind of a request. Last time I had a real moan about that, the, the highlights not being available on Google. And, you know, F, Sky Sports, um, WSL, thank you again have made two of those available for the Chelsea, Brighton, Manchester game. Um, so it's, it's great. But tonight, while we have been recording and we've been talking, I've had my small tablet on. The zone are doing things. The zone have got multi-streams on for the, 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 the Women's Champions League. It, I mean, it's just gone. You can see fans. They've got commentary going, you know, commentators discussing the game in depth. You know, and, and it's been slightly distracting having a chat with these guys, but trying to look at what's going on. My request is very simple. For the championship, we would like, as a fan, as a football fan, if the highlights aren't going to be on the FA player, if you're not going to show a game, if you're only going to show one game, then you at least do the minimum of three minutes for the games that are shown on, on Google so that we can do it. Because again, as I said last time, if I put in Google right now, Syria A, I can watch Syria A games. I'm not even in Italy. I'm not even in Italy. Maybe it's because we left Brexit or the Brexit thing and we've been punished. I don't know. But please, pretty please with sugar on top. Can we have highlights for the women's game in the championship, please? And the reason I'm saying it like this, I listened to Durham Hospital Radio for the Durham versus Lewis game. I mean, you could even ask those guys to even do the commentary for the FA player. But they did a fantastic job. Actually, it took me back to my childhood for the game. Wasn't even on the player. Wasn't even on the FA player. Live. For me, just not good enough. Ran over. Sorry, I have to do one every week. But that that's it. That's it. And you could even ask, uh, you know, Shahan, Craig, myself, We'd be happy to co-commentate on a game. Small fee, we're not expensive at all. Small fee. Well, Craig may be expensive. <laughs> I mean, Craig's verified on Twitter now, so I'm guessing I'll command a big fee. I need to know how to do that. Listen, uh, I'm conscious of the time we've been talking. It's great. Guys, I really want you to come back on. Uh, it will be a few weeks. I've already got a schedule happening. Uh, next week, um, I'm back with um, Emma and Ali. The following week, hopefully, it will be myself and Sophie Lawson talking. I don't know. Cheesecake, who, probably. Who have Man City got this week? Will Emma be a bit happier next week? Oh, let's Manchester just double Derby. check. Let's just double... <laughs> oh, it's Man United. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Battle down the hatches. It's the Manchester Derby. Manchester United um, host Manchester City. That's the game that Manchester United need to win. But I'm not going to go into that. We've reached the end. I might do a little something on that later on. Who knows? It might just be a tweet. Uh, Shahan, thank you for coming on. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. I, I just, just say quick something quickly. Uh, behind me, if people have seen before, but it's a shirt. 
Match Day show, which I got from Liv Chance. I just want to wish happy birthday to Liv. It's her birthday today. Now plays the Celtic, so happy birthday, Liv, if you're watching. And speaking of backdrops, I can never notice, Craig, yours reminds me of a standard comedy club. I mean it in, in the nicest <laughs> possible way. What's the deal with airline food? <laughs> <laughs> right, so, my I'm going to say this. Uh, Emma's uh, last little comments is a uh, brutal Craig. She says, um, and she's enjoyed the show. What I will say before we go, and, and, and this is me watching the actual um, game with uh, Birmingham, uh, Manchester City, if you're ever looking for a defender who is there in adversary, Quinn, just say. Uh, Justice sorry. for Mace. <laughs> Justice for Mace. <laughs> Justice for Mace. Uh, I see you guys next time. Thanks for for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Craig. Thanks to Shahan. They'll be back very soon. See you later. Thank Bye. you, Rodney. Bye. Good night, everyone. Bye.